Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Michaela Cole's name has become pretty much impossible to ignore. In lockdown, when there was little else to do but watch TV, her series, I May Destroy You, dropped a cultural bomb on our TV screens. And the timing of it really mattered. Just as cities across the US and the UK were seeing thousands of young people chanting, Black Lives Matter, Michaela Cole's series was confronting what it means to be black and British. But it was doing so much more than that too. It was examining rape and trauma and fierce friendship and periods and absent fathers and the power and the danger of Grindr So something big happened with I May Destroy You, and that's why this week we're moving from slow news to slow reviews. Because if we take a longer view, we can start to understand the significance of what we've just watched. We can better understand what Cole actually achieved with this series and how she came to do it. I'm Basha Cummings, and in this week's slow news podcast, I'm joined by Yomi Adegake, a writer, a columnist for The Guardian newspaper, and the co-author of the amazingly named book, Slay in Your Lane, or The Black Girl Bible. Yomi has a clear argument. I May Destroy You is radical, but if we're talking about the transformative power of TV, it was actually Cole's show from five years ago called Chewing Gum that really changed the game. It was that show that for the first time really captured something honest about growing up as a black girl in the UK. All around the world, there's a crisis of leadership. Our leaders aren't pulling in the same direction and the organisations where they used to get together have lost their way. The United Nations and the EU are stumbling Russia, China and the US are going it alone. At Tortoise, we think no subject's too big for us all to talk about. This one's too big not to talk about. So we're drawing up a to-do list for the international community to lead the world out of this crisis. And we'd like your help. We're bringing together world leaders and changemakers on the 10th of September for the Tortoise G7 Billion Summit. Seven billion is the number of people in the world, by the way. We'd love you to join us. It's going to be a day of constructive debate, fresh thinking and bright ideas. Together, we can draw up a blueprint for global leadership that's fit for a better future. Just head to tortoisemedia.com forward slash G7BN and use the code SLOWPOD to register for free. See you there. 
Growing up in East London, the daughter of Ghanaian parents, Cole was the first black woman in five years to enrol at the prestigious Guildhall School of Music and Drama in London. She graduated in 2012, and in 2013, she staged a show called Chewing Gum Dreams, and it was that that was turned into a TV show for Channel 4 the following year. It was while pulling an all-nighter drafting the second season of that show, which had already won a BAFTA, that in 2016, Cole's drink was spiked in a bar and she was sexually assaulted by two men. I May Destroy You, which came out in the UK a couple of months ago, is her attempt to make sense of what happened to her. But it was also about taking control. I May Destroy You aired on the BBC here in the UK and on HBO in America but it nearly ended up on Netflix. Speaking to Vulture magazine, Cole said that she refused Netflix's $1 million deal after they refused to let her retain a portion of the copyright. As she explained in that interview, she said that she grew uncomfortable with the prospect of dedicating two and a half years of my life to a show exploring exploitation and the loss of power while also losing all my rights. So on many fronts, Cole is a trailblazer. In her 2018 McTaggart Lecture, which is the centrepiece of the Edinburgh International Television Festival, she gave a searing address. Aged 30, she was the youngest person ever invited to give the keynote lecture. She was only the fifth woman and she was the first from an ethnic minority background. What I can do is be transparent about my experiences because transparency helps. The misfit doesn't climb in pursuit of safety or profit. She climbs to tell stories. She gets off the ladder and onto the swings, swinging back and forth, sometimes aggressively, sometimes standing up on the swing, back and forth in pursuit of only transparency, observing the changes, but wonders if these changes are taking place within a faulty system. How can we help each other to fix a faulty system? Surely, we can help each other to fix a faulty house. Being a producer, being head of department, head of the house, being a human is a noisy job. Everything coming at you from all angles, all hours, I think it's important to make silence for yourself. Five minutes to check if you're okay and interrogate your own morals and beliefs in relation to how you operate. Even if you do think about these things already, why not think a little more, a little deeper? Accepting I'm wrong is hard. So Yomi and I talked about Michaela Cole, we talked about her work, we talked about growing up in London and what it was like for Yomi growing up without British TV and films that she could relate to in any meaningful way. And we talk most about why it matters that young black women see so little of themselves on screen. Hello, Yomi. Hello. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you for joining us. So I wanted to start out talking about you because so much of what we connect with in pop culture stems from our own experiences. And I wanted to just start off by asking you about your own childhood and about you know, the pop culture icons that you really connected with when you were a kid or when you were a young teenager? Oh, gosh. Um, 
oh, I feel like there were so many, but I feel like the ones that really, really resonated were all like Nickelodeon based, actually. I didn't have Disney, the Disney Channel. So whilst everyone else was watching Recess, I was just watching loads and loads of cartoons and watched a lot of sort of live action shows with black protagonists, which there were so many back then, but I actually feel like there's much less now, actually. I watched Keenan and Kel on Nickelodeon heavily. I watched Sister Sister. So I used to watch a show called Moesha religiously. Everyone said that I looked like the protagonist, Brandy, who's like a musician and actress. That must have been such a, such a compliment. Oh my God, it was such an ego boost. But yeah, I used to watch all these different shows that like, yeah, were very kind of diverse. And it was just really strange getting older and feeling like that became less the case. I, I feel, you know, after that kind of golden era of these shows for kids that had these black kids and all these like wacky situations and stuff I feel like there was a real kind of dearth when I was a teenager it was definitely a time it was definitely felt like a golden age so so you're talking about in the early 90s when you were a kid or the mid 90s there were a load of tv shows and things that made you feel like okay I can kind of see myself in these characters or I can identify with these with these kids and then as you got older that that stopped yeah as I got I guess like kind of when I reached my teenage years that felt like it stopped because I mean I've, I I loved kids tv so I was still watching like all these kiddie shows till I was a teenager but I just felt that like as I grew up it's not like the shows were growing up with me I, I mean there was things like all of us and like you know my wife and kids and stuff but I still feel like they're just it just felt like growing up as I got older and as I started watching more adult television it wasn't as prevalent but also that when I was looking back at the kids tv it just stopped with that generation of shows, if that makes sense. It, they, I don't feel like there's a next wave of diverse programming. A lot of the shows that you're talking about are American ones, right? Yeah, yeah. M literally the vast majority. Because I think that's one of the key things to understanding why Michaela Cole's work has been so important. Because, you know, you're saying that as you get older, there's there's less and less that felt like it was relevant to your life or representative in some way and now I think part of the reason why she sort of exploded the TV conversation now and, and conversations that we're having about representation on TV and women working in that industry is because she's come and sort of filled a gap in in a very radical way. Definitely I think I think Michaela Cole is singular in several ways but I do think that definitely has been the case for some time and anybody that's sort of engaged with chewing gum, but also even, you know, being so long. This is Camden, where everyone has a story. Who is it against the whole wide world? Me and you. Exactly, it is me and you. She did that musical rom-com, which was just like the corniest, but most amazing thing ever. Because he never let nobody rub up on you, giving you a transcending experience. On a transcendent experience, I go to church. And it was just like this really quite, in hindsight, radical depiction of like black British love that we never see. I, you know, the, in the American culture, there's a real kind of 
you know, rom-com black universe where there's just all these different films starring Gabrielle Union and like Vivica A. Fox. There's just hundreds. But in the UK, we, we don't have that culture. So rom-coms are very white. And I feel like with her film being so long, even that, like she's just she's just a massive trailblazer. And what, what does it mean to grow up and, and sort of, you know, be 16, 17, 18 years old and not have characters that are black that are leading tv shows what does that what do you think that does to young black women or young black men i always say that me and my sisters like we have very active imaginations and i do feel it's because you kind of fill those gaps yourself i mean you really get creative you really learn to understand um yourself through the experiences of others this is why i hate when people act you know you need some sort of translator if you're watching shows with black protagonists and you're not black because pretty much that's what we all spend the majority of our time and have spent the majority of our lives doing yeah it definitely leads to a feeling of i think of um erasure it's definitely noticeable it's, it's something that growing up was a talking point so you'd watch certain scenes and it might sound you know kind of like a throwaway thing but i used to watch eastenders and i'd see the lone black character um denise and i'd watch her and sort of be like why is she sleeping without a bonnet why doesn't she have a hairnet or a do-rag on like no black woman would just go to bed <laughs> with just her hair like no i just used to, you just pick up on these little things that just aren't accurate it's a frustrating experience for sure and then so so you grew up in Croydon and then you went to Warwick University and it's something that you've written about a lot in your book, which is called Slay in Your Lane. And, and it is, I think, at its core about how to thrive as a black woman in predominantly white spaces and spaces that just aren't designed for you. And you felt that quite keenly when you arrived in Warwick. Yes, I definitely did. I mean, I went to a school that was like predominantly white. But at the end of the day, I was commuting to school and then coming back to Croydon, which is like a very, very black, diverse borough. But with Warwick, obviously it was, I'm going to be away in a completely different area. And I remember being really worried about it, but I feel like the race thing was just one element. Whereas I think it was the class stuff that really hit me because like, I think I just learned a lot. Like I met a lot of. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
people and was without with no offense whatsoever no no ill intention in saying this but genuinely i'd meet people and be like how did they end up here because this person just clearly doesn't take their study seriously they're not the sharpest tool in the box and and it really was kind of when i came first came across the idea of like private school i knew it existed but just how you essentially were paying to be able to end up in an institution like this and like the gaming of the system it really kind of knocked me for six it was just a real crazy time and I just didn't really I found it very difficult for for several reasons it sounds like one of the ways that you kind of made peace with it or you or you found a way through was sort of accepting the fact that you didn't actually have to fit in you know that you didn't have to mold yourself into into what a kind of Warwick student is and that feels that feels like it's very connected to Michaela Cole's work because and we'll talk about it now but like chewing gum which came out I think just after you left university was sort of making that point, which is, you know, you can just do your own thing and you can be a very sort of peculiar mix of things. And you don't, uh, you know, the way that she represented a young black woman was against all the tropes that, that most shows would have attributed uh, to a young black woman. So talk me through that. What was that like watching that when you had just sort of emerged from university having had this quite difficult experience? Um, I feel like I remember distinctly when I first saw the advert for chewing gum. And I remember kind of like rolling my eyes because I thought, oh, here we go. And live the life other people live. It's like the opposite, is it? But she still has a lot to learn. Step into Tracy's world. <laughs> I don't remember if I was supposed to wear clothes for this bit or not. The one kind of show we get with a black protagonist every five years, ten years, whatever, I just assumed it'd be gone wrong because I just was, I had no idea who Michaela Cole was or whether she'd written it. I just saw this comedy about a black girl. You know, I remember, I remember thinking, I remember hearing her mum's accent on the advert and being like, oh, well, at least they've got that right because that's something even to this day, it's very rare that you hear African accents but like done correctly like on these kind of shows I'd be lying if it was love at first sight because I just remember thinking oh here we go you know that there have been so many kind of shows that have been done wrong that I was just like oh this is going to be annoying but and I just remember being absolutely gobsmacked just by the accuracy because I don't know like I, I've almost thought especially when it comes to the UK and I think I had the same feeling when I watched Insecure for the first time despite not being like an African-American woman just seeing these like nuances of an experience just portrayed correctly because I think especially in the States sometimes but in the UK when it comes to the depiction of the Black British experience like it's almost like it has to be done incorrectly. I was just so surprised by just how funny it was but also just how real it felt. I just remember being absolutely hooked from the second I saw it. And what what is Chewing Gum about for people who haven't seen it? Um, It's essentially about a young girl, I think she's like 24, Tracy, um, it's literally about the misadventures of a very religious, very horny, like, metal. Jesus loves you. Damn. Only Jesus? I don't know, maybe your friends and family love you too. It's just a joke. I was, um, I was joking by way of flirting. Ugh, hetero. Anyway, about to fly, yes. Soul needs saving. Do you want to take some for your friends? As long as that's not all I'm taking from you. And her best friend Candice and like this kind of motley crew of friends that she has from her estate and you know her trying to basically lose her virginity and all the mishaps that happen alongside that and obviously she's got like a very religious mother and really religious sister 
apparently there's a hedonism-inspired plot for a party tonight here on the estate. No, I think it's just Candice. The devil will be prowling around her flat like a lion on a low-carb diet, so probably better that we stay here till tomorrow. And yeah, it's like a very basic premise, but it's just it's just so well done and it's so, so, so funny. So it feels like it came out at a time when you were really starting to think about the role that black women have played in society, the role that they should play, you know, things about representation. Mm. Were you sort of conscious when you were watching this show that these things were linked or were you just enjoying it and having a laugh? I was just, this is the best thing I've ever seen. But I feel like often, even in the States, when we are, when we're seeing comedies of black protagonists, it's even if it's only a few times, you know, a a lot of humour will kind of hinge on the fact that they're black and that's like a punchline. But with Tracy, it just wasn't. Yeah, I don't think I was even kind of thinking about how important it was at the time. For once, there was just a very clear connection between who'd written it and what she was writing about. And I don't think that's always the case. So... Chewing Gum came out and it was it was really transformational for you and for lots of other people who watched it. And in that time, you then uh, wrote your book, Slay in Your Lane. And now, obviously, the reason that we're talking about Michaela Cole is because of I May Destroy You, which, you know, came out at this moment in lockdown where we were all pretty much watching telly. But also we were in the middle of a huge explosion of conversation about race and injustice and representation around the Black Lives Matter moment. And I wonder what what do you see being the what do you see as the relationship between chewing gum and I May Destroy You, which is also being talked about as a really radical piece of TV. I think the thing about Michaela Cole is just the way that she can kind of find humor in everything. She finds humor in things that aren't necessarily like immediately obviously funny or necessarily spoken about and I think with with um chewing gum perhaps it was obviously a lot less taboo than um the conversation she was having with I May Destroy You the kind of things that she'd have me sort of laughing at in that in that show and the conversations that she kind of forces us to have through comedy and obviously I May Destroy You is not funny at all times but it, but it is a funny show I mean I remember someone saying that like oh this is the first time they've seen like there's a scene where obviously she's changing her pad on um on the toilet seat she's like sat on her toilet seat changing her period pad and someone's like yeah that's the first time i think i've actually seen a period pad off of like an advert and like seen it just in in a day-to-day like experience or the scene where she's with the italian boyfriend and she she's bleeding on the bed and he starts kind of looking at it oh what is that and the camera looks at it and i i definitely don't think i've ever seen that on television oh it's a blood clot Oh. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, I don't think they're on the, the high streets or anything. I've never, ever, even in the grittiest kind of dramas, I haven't seen that. And um, it's something that I see, like, every month. And, yeah, I've never seen it to television. I feel like there's a common thread just in the fact that one couldn't exist without the other. I feel like Trin Gum very much opened that door in terms of certain just just I suppose being able to find humor in certain things and just in terms of like representation actually being accurate and yeah I think that you know you watch them both and you're very much aware that this is this is the work of Michaela Cole I think it's just amazing that you can see that she's been given that creative control because that's why it's it's done so well in both instances but you you've I mean one of the things that you talk about in your book is about how hard it can be for black women to make it into the world of work and all of the obstacles that they have to clear and what Michaela Cole has talked about 
you know, in all the press that's come in and around the launch of I May Destroy You is that initially she was in talks with Netflix about it and they weren't going to give her really any of the rights. And then she was able to negotiate a better deal with BBC and HBO. Um, And you've said, you know, Michaela Cole, acting, writing, directing is another example of a black woman having to do, you know, three times the amount of work that would be asked of a of a white person. And I suppose in in a lot of the conversation that we've been having, you know, in the UK as it came out was that we were praising her for doing it, that she was this creative force that was sort of holding all the strings of this project. And actually, if you look at it through the lens that you talk about, it shouldn't have to be that way. Yeah, that, and I mean, obviously she's very multi-talented for sure. But yeah, I definitely think that you do have to kind of prove yourself two, three, four times over to be able to occupy that space. But also because they don't necessarily and understandably don't trust that it will be done right if they're not the ones to do it themselves. I've seen certain shows and I've seen how they've come out and there have been black people in the like at the table and in the conversation, but they haven't been empowered to speak kind of frankly. You can you can literally tell they haven't been given that kind of vetoing power or like the power to really kind of put their foot down on certain issues. Cause I'm, I, I like will watch a show and the slang's just a bit off. And I'm like, I know this person knows that this is wrong, but somehow they've allowed this to go out like that. A lot of the most celebrated shows that we see from minorities and films and stuff they actually star the writer. And I feel like often it's because as well, in terms of acting opportunities, they're literally like writing opportunities for themselves that they wouldn't necessarily get. And you, you've written that you feel like we're in the middle of a black creative renaissance. And I'm, I'm interested to hear whether you, whether you still think that's the case, whether you think that Michaela Cole's show is evidence of a kind of broader richness that we're living through in terms of black culture and black culture being given a platform in the mainstream, or do you feel kind of less optimistic about it now? Um, I feel like Michaela Cole is definitely evidence of something. I think she's, as I said, I think she's massively singular and I think in, in her work, but at the moment she's singular in her existence. I get to a position like this and I can't go, oh great, you know, everything's great. I have to keep doing my job and look around and go, hold on, I'm still, I, I still feel like I might be a bit of an anomaly. I want to change that. So I can't rest uh, until I, I, I'm going to keep annoying people with that. I mean, even in the States, like, yeah, there's Issa Rae and there's Shonda Rhimes and there's Lena Waithe and black, black women like Ava DuVernay that are doing amazing stuff on screen, whether it be film or television but even they are still rarities. So I feel like in the UK, is there is pretty much just Michaela Cole. There, there, has, there has been some positive change, but I still think in terms of television, we have a long way to go. Yummy, thank you. That was really brilliant. You are very welcome. Thanks for having me. We've got a long way to go. Let's not forget that just two weeks ago, it took a DJ called Sideman to resign from the BBC before it realised that it really had made a mistake in using the N-word in a BBC news segment, despite widespread uproar from viewers for days before that. But there's no denying Cole has changed the landscape, not once but twice, as Yomi makes clear. With Tracy in Chewing Gum, she created a female character that was charming and was cringeworthy in a way that paved the way for Arabella in I May Destroy You, and of course, if we look further, for Fleabag too. 
And if you want to delve into more of our slow reviews, head to our app where we're devoting a week to re-examining the pop cultural artifacts that really brought about change. You can read Yomi's case for chewing gum, Pete Perfides on Heatwave's first two albums, without which no Michael Jackson. You could read Miranda Sawyer on Serial and the birth of modern podcasting and much, much more. Go to tortoisemedia.com forward slash pod trial to sign up for a free trial if you haven't already. Thanks and see you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How do you solve a crime in reverse when you believe that someone was murdered but have no clue who the victim was? We have to do our job and we have to find out who did they kill? If it's possible, how are we going to do that? I'm Jake Halpern, and this is Deep Cover, The Nameless Man. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.